Welcome to the All Time Podcast. The brothers are back, this time to discuss the most unrealistic TV show ever created, Friends. Millions of Americans moved into major cities every year after college. Sadly, the life of Rachel, Ross, Monica, Phoebe, Joey, and Chandler would never be yours. All right, Will, lead us off. So, it's an obvious one, and people have mentioned it before, but I think it must be said once again, which is that the two-bedroom loft that uh, Rachel and uh, Monica, Rachel being a waitress at Central Park, uh, Monica being a a sous chef at various uh, unremarkable restaurants, uh, somehow they could manage to live in this incredibly beautiful home, probably... 1,500 square feet interior, and it had a wraparound balcony, um, which, by the way, this is supposed to happen around Bedford Street, I believe. There are no wraparound giant stone balconies uh, outside of there. You got to figure, somebody actually recently did evaluate this, is that an apartment like that currently in Greenwich Village would cost $14,000 a month uh, for rent. So even deflating the cost back to the 90s, I don't see how these gals are It was a walk up the hotel. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> that was the one realistic part of it. It was a walk up. It, it was. I remember Chandler going out to smoke on the balconies ah. there. And now there's rent stabilized mm-hmm. and then there's just the completely far fetched. Yeah, it was supposed to be it was an illegal sublet, but you'd think that all the hijinks, parties, troubles, the fire they caused, the escaped monkey, all those things that Eventually, these two ladies would have been discovered as not being Ross and Monica's grandmother, who is supposed to be the official renter in this rent-stabilized home. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is the apartment that made everybody jealous. The Seinfeld apartment that Jerry had was normal. That was on the Upper West Side. Uh, there was the bicycle in there. Uh, it was they, they had an elevator for that one, but it was in the uh, low 100s. Yep. Uh, and yet, they would meet at, at Tom's Diner there. Uh, nobody had a great apartment in Seinfeld. However, in Friends, these people, these two women with no money, yeah. right, <laughs> had this incredible, incredible apartment uh, in Greenwich Village. Um, all right. So for me, the uh, it's it's the coffee shop. Uh, unlike in Seinfeld, where two of the four main characters don't really have day jobs, mm-hmm. and George was always in between jobs. And Elaine was an editor, so she could theoretically be all over the city. Uh, these uh, Ross, a paleontologist at the Natural History Museum. Mm-hmm. All right, Joey's a, sort of a struggling actor. Chandler worked in Midtown. Rachel graduated to a Midtown. Working and, at Ralph Lauren, I believe. That's right. And Monica was at a restaurant. All right. So, and Phoebe actually. Phoebe's believable there. She's a masseuse, mm-hmm. but if she's if she's having a successful practice, though, she really couldn't be ducking out for five hours at at, at a time. Yeah, the the frequent Central Perk meetups where all six of them would be together. This seems hard to arrange. I don't. I couldn't arrange it now for myself. They couldn't afford that three hundred dollar rent for for Nana's apartment, though. Also, uh, wasn't Rachel supposed to be working there? She's, yes. She was never really She was the worst work. waitress. And, and basically, this, this coffee shop, which is supposed to be in Greenwich Village, Ross is coming from 79th yep. Central Park uh, West down there. That's a lot, you know, I, I don't know if the Natural History Museum would keep him on. Yeah. And that giant couch and the chairs, basically, it's as if they got the couch and the chairs and that whole place in the center of the room 
totally free, and no one's ever allowed to sit there but the friends. I've n- I've never seen that big of a, that big of a sort of a comfy chair, almost like a thrones chair. I've seen the couches in these sort of non Starbucks uh, coffee shops out there. Well, even Starbucks. You go to the Rye Coffee Shop. There's two comfy chairs. They are never unoccupied. No, no, no. From open to close, no. somebody is occupying. 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. The friends could not occupy the, uh, the Rye Starbucks. All right. So, number two, uh, in terms of a very unrealistic living arrangement, um, first of all, Joey and Chandler's apartment, the idea that this is the place across the hall from the amazingly well-lit loft with updated appliances to their sort of dark, smaller two-bedroom. Leaving that aside for a second, you gotta figure that this is not a relationship and a roommateship that could have held together for long. You know, you've got Joey, man about town, bringing women home by simply saying, how you doing? Meanwhile, his roommate Chandler is always striking out, at least until he ends up shacking up with Monica. How long can it go on where Joey's bringing home women every single night, sometimes more than one, uh, meanwhile Chandler is uh, is being sexed out of this apartment? I cannot imagine the two of them staying friends. Also, Joey borrowing money from Chandler to go out on dates. <laughs> That's the other thing. Sharing a bathroom and also Chandler buying expensive gifts for Joey's girlfriends and passing it off as if Joey had a heart for these uh these ladies, yeah, completely unrealistic. Also, the the fact is is that uh, you know sometimes you're on a Craigslist. This relationship would never have worked. Chandler's sort of a a working stiff, and uh, and maybe Chandler thought that you know he'd be Joey's wingman, but he was never. No. He was never Joey's wingman. Joey never gave him the olive branch over there. They never really went on on double dates. He was his unemployed roommates who brought women home and never shared anyone. Uh, and had trouble making rent. I don't really see the two of them staying together. Chandler was responsible for about 75% of the rent. I would imagine. Um, all right. So you have a group of guy friends. And let's say one of, one of your friends is dating a really beautiful woman. Right? Maybe he's funny. Maybe he's got a great job. You know, he's witty. He's a character, right? The woman finds something in him. You never have a group of friends where you have two average-looking friends, both, you know, with smoke shows on their arms. Right? This was the 1980s. Courtney Cox was the video girl in the Dancing in the Dark mm-hmm. <laughs> with Bruce Springsteen. There were no woke people in Hollywood. The Lena Dunhams out there didn't exist. This was 1980s Hollywood. Courtney Cox was a model before she was on Friends. Jennifer Aniston married Brad Pitt. Now, I am buying the Chandler-Monica relationship. All right? Chandler's funny. Definitely the funniest on the show. Has a great job. right? But... Ross and Rachel, uh, I'm sorry. Just because somebody pined over you in high school, how many times have you been to the Natural History Museum on like a field trip or something like that, and the paleontologist comes out, and no time does he, does he introduce his wife as the first runner-up for Miss Texas or something like that. Paleontologists don't pull these type of women, right? I'm buying the Chandler, I'm buying the Chandler Monica. There's just something about him. But the Ross-Rachel thing... Too far-fetched, and there was just two of these, two of these beautiful women with two average guys. Completely unrealistic. So, and this brings me to my number one, which is, I, I take your point. You know, how could Ross really be with Rachel? Um, it's looking at the character of Ross Geller. It's not just that he got Rachel; it's that he got all kinds of beautiful women. 
And not just in spite of the fact that he was kind of an awkward guy whose jokes fell flat, who was very, very insecure, Ross Geller, on a consistent basis, took active measures to make sure that no woman would last even a first date with him. The leather pants? The leather pants, an entire season of him walking around with Marcel the monkey on his shoulder. Uh, the sound when Ross uh, <laughs> displayed this music uh, that he did on a Casio keyboard that uh, it's not quite music. The self-defense, the, the Unagi? Yes, the Unagi. How about, you know, Ross Geller is a man who said, I do, and then mentioned Rachel's name in a wedding ceremony with another woman, and yet that woman still wanted to be married to Ross. Yes. It's like he was actively working to repel these women, and yet somehow, you know, he was a man who was married literally three times over the course of friends. Yeah. Somehow or another, Ross managed to attract these women who he was punching above his weight this entire time. Poor Chandler is stuck with settling for Janice, you know, from time to time. Janice is one of the best supporting characters but, on that show, and a typical New York woman. Oh, right absolutely. There. Yeah. Chandler Bing. Oh, poor Chandler. But meanwhile, Ross is just falling ass backwards into these the coffee shop girl with beautiful women. Yeah. The other beautiful paleontologist, what's the actress' name? She was in. Uh, uh, Archer. Also remember, Ross cheated on Rachel. Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> in the words of George Costanza in the Hand episode, I am breaking up with you. <laughs> Alright. What's your number one pick? Joey Tribbiani as a catch, mid-30s. The roommate cutoff age in New York City for women to find acceptable is 30. That is the last possible year you can have a roommate. Right? Now, uh, you can have uh, like a three-bedroom loft and a roommate, but no, this is a small, cramped two-bedroom <laughs> apartment. Walk up. Walk up with one bathroom, mm -hmm. uh, no glass shower. Now, women, you know, they'll, they'll date guys, and men, they'll date women in, in their 20s where there's not a lot of hope for the future, but there's some attraction to it. Mm -hmm. Matt LeBlanc was the best-looking character. Uh, he's the best-looking best actor on the show. However... Once, you know, once they're into their mid to late 30s, right, women aren't going for sort of struggling actors who are playing sort of Trojan characters in a Vegas sort of review show when he was out there. Uh, Joey was the best looking on the show, but women aren't looking for struggling actors who had a brief stint on a soap opera. Dr. Drake Ramore. The most unrealistic thing to ever happen in the charm life of Joey Tribbiani is when Chandler moved out and his next roommate would be none other than L. the Body McPherson. She was on the cover of Sports Illustrated five times. I'm sorry, even if she had blown all of her money, she still would have found better accommodations. Listen, Friends is one of the most entertaining shows ever. I just hope that you find it as unrealistic as we did.